InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. What can be done to increase the share of female truck drivers, which would help alleviate the long-term shortage of drivers who are vital to our economy? Here with an expert is InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Our guest is Ellen Voya, CEO and president of Women in Trucking, a nonprofit organization that encourages the employment of women in the field. Ellen, even in these apparently modern times, is it still a pretty unusual thing to see a woman driver in the cab of a large truck? It still is. Women make about 10% of over-the-road drivers, but I can tell you that it's changed a lot in the 15 years since Women in Trucking was formed, because 15 years ago, it was about 3%, and it was pretty rare. But women are more visible behind the wheel of tractor trailers now. And so it's not quite as rare, but still only one out of 10. How short are we on truck drivers overall compared to the number that we need for things to run smoothly someday? Well, the American Trucking Association says that we need 80,000 drivers, but there's two sides to that story. Do we need to keep bringing new drivers in or should we be keeping the drivers that we already have? And so there's such a churn in the trucking industry and drivers leave very fast because when they come in as a professional driver, they're not really prepared for the lifestyle. And so we need to do a better job of making sure that drivers understand that yes, you're going to be away from home probably for a few days, if not a couple weeks. Yes, it's lonely. Yes, you spend a lot of time by yourself. But there are positives and the positives are it's a pretty decent middle class income. And also it's very independent. You get to see sunrises and sunsets and you don't have someone looking over your shoulder. So I think we need to paint a more realistic picture of what the job is like. I've read that you've said that women are proving they have specific talents that in a lot of ways make them especially suited for the job. Tell us, what are those specific talents? Women are more risk averse. We activate the amygdala in our brain, which is the fear factor, much more quickly. So that means that women have been proven to be safer drivers. In fact, the American Transportation Research Institute found that male commercial drivers are 20% more likely to be involved in a crash in every every statistically significant area. So we know that women make safe drivers. Also, anecdotally, carriers will tell me that women are better with paperwork, better with the equipment, and better with customers. So all around, women make great professional drivers. Is the trucking industry as a whole making any serious efforts in recruiting women, or is this pretty much an effort of organizations like yours? Well, I can tell you, again, 15 years ago, trucking CEOs would say, oh, we don't care about their age or their gender, or their ethnicity. We just want a good driver. But then we'd start putting out that, hey, how come your uniforms are only made for men? And why are trucks only designed for men? And why don't we have restrooms for women? And so we started pointing out that it wasn't really a level playing field. But more importantly, as the years went by, we started getting more data. And the data has shown that women actually are happier with their pay. Women care about their company. They care about the industry. Women rank their relationship with their dispatcher and their company very high. And so women are happier in their job and actually run more miles and are safer, like I mentioned. So now that we have data, we can go back to companies and say, you really need to hire women. And they are. They're now saying, we get it. 
help us bring more women into this industry. Is there a story behind what caused you to start your nonprofit organization, Women in Trucking? I was working for a large carrier in the Midwest, and my job was manager of recruiting and retention programs. And that included corporate level initiatives to attract and retain non-traditional groups. And one of the groups that we focused on was women. So I started doing my research, like what brings women into the industry, which is money, because they can make the same amount of money as men. And why do women leave? And that is because of safety. And so the more research I started doing, and at the time I was getting my pilot's license, so I belonged to a women's aviation organization. And I thought, well, why don't we have an organization for women in the trucking industry? And so that's what prompted me to find a bunch of other women who were very much interested in the mission. And we were formed in March of 2006 got an attorney to help us with all the paperwork. And here we are with 6,000 members in 10 countries and just an amazing board. If you look at my board of directors, you'll see that there's some pretty heavy hitters on there, including Walmart, Amazon, Great Dane, Daimler, and others. We've kind of touched on this, but what do you see as the biggest obstacles that prevent women from going after jobs like this? The biggest obstacle is the image of the industry. People look at trucks and they see diesel engines, smokestacks. They don't realize all the technology that we've got. This is not your grandpa's trucking industry. The trucks are different. The carriers are really focusing on getting drivers home in a more work-life balance, more regional and local opportunities so that drivers can be home. They've raised pay. In the past year, pay has gone up for some companies three times. And the working conditions are getting better. They're going to the shippers and saying, you're not treating our drivers well, so we're going to stop coming to your loading dock. And so drivers are finally getting some of the respect they deserve, but we still have a ways to go because the motoring public really doesn't get how valuable the trucking industry is to the economy. Ellen, how long would it take for someone with no experience to get the licensing and training to be able to take one of these jobs? I understand that the regulations have gotten a little tougher recently. Yes. So I went to truck driving school in Cleveland, Ohio in 2008, and I received my training, which was 180 hours in three weeks. We had 11 hour days. And so the entry level driver training requirements that went into effect are a reflection of an advisory committee with the DOT that created the minimum requirements and they're skills based. And so you need a certain amount of time learning the paperwork, also a certain amount of time on a skills pad backing, learning how to do alley dock backing, straight line backing, and making sure that you have control over that trailer. And then out on the road, you have to pass a road test as well. So three weeks it took me to complete the truck driver training and I got my CDL. So you can do it pretty fast and then make a decent living once you graduate. Does the potential driver pay for that training, and how much does it typically cost today? Well, there's three types of opportunities for training. The first is to go to a publicly funded school, such as a technical college. That can run you between $3,000 and $6,000. Or you could go to a proprietary school, which is owned by an owner. Again, probably three dollars to $6,000. And the third option is to go to a carrier that has its own training facility. And it won't cost you anything, but you will sign paperwork saying that you will drive for them for the next 12 to 18 months. So they expect to get their money back by having you work for them. So it really can vary, but there are lots of opportunities. We have our own scholarship foundation. We help women who are looking for 
training and commercial driver's license or uh, diesel tech or a safety area. And so we have scholarships and a lot of companies will help potential commercial drivers. If they have a good driving record, they'll help pay for their training. You mentioned at the beginning of this conversation that about 10% of drivers are women today. What do you think is a realistic goal for perhaps, I don't know, 10 years down the road in terms of the percentage of women drivers? Well, women make up 47% of the workforce and half the population. So I see no reason why women can't make up half of our driving workforce, especially with the technology that's being added to the trucks that make it less physically demanding. There's air ride, there's anti-collision, anti-rollover, there's LIDAR, radar, all kinds of systems, even mirrorless trucks that use cameras. So there's so much technology on the trucks that make the job safer, our roads safer, and our drivers safer. So I think that there's no reason why women can't make up at least half of our commercial drivers. One last question. If you're going to choose the most difficult thing about driving a truck, is it backing that truck up into a narrow area or what what would it be? Once you get the backing down, (laughs) it's not really as difficult as you might think. The longer trailers are actually easier to back than a shorter trailer. So backing a 53-footer, once you've mastered it, isn't really that difficult. I would say, for me, the most difficult part of the job is having patience with the four-wheelers around you because people do not understand the dynamics of a tractor-trailer. They cut you off, they get in your blind spots, they follow too closely. The most challenging part is having the patience to deal with the people who don't understand trucks who share the roads with our commercial drivers. Very interesting. Ellen Voya, the CEO and president of Women in Trucking. Thank you very much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me on. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. A production of Syndication Networks of Chicago.